Hello, and welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. My name is James Early. Thanks so much for joining me today. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual lessons of God's love for each one of us and how to live that love in our daily lives. The goal is to get back to the original Christianity of Jesus with his focus on healing and salvation and his message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number seven. Today's topic is about gratitude, putting your gratitude into action. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, at least here in the United States, and it's a wonderful time to stop and think about the things you're grateful for, for your family, your friends, the wonderful blessings that you've received. But really, we should be grateful all year long. And so I'm going to just share some ideas about gratitude today for you to think about, yes, during the Thanksgiving season, the holiday season, but also throughout the year, we need to have a gratitude practice. We need to be practicing our gratitude and putting it into action every day. What does it actually mean to be grateful? That seems like kind of a funny question because we all think we know what gratitude is, but we're going to try and dig down a little deeper into what gratitude really means and why it's important. What does that word gratitude really mean? It's more than just saying the words, thank you. It's putting those feelings of gratitude into practice, into action, in the way you respond to somebody. I think also gratitude serves as an open door. It lets in new, fresh ideas. It also acts as a magnifying glass to make the good things in your life or the blessings in your life bigger. You see them in more elaborate detail and you focus on them more. So I think it's important to use gratitude as a magnifying glass. And gratitude also can be like jumper cables. If your battery is dead in the winter, you use your jumper cables to charge up your battery from somebody else's car. And that's what gratitude does. Sometimes when I've been down in the dumps and I feel miserable and didn't feel like reading the Bible or praying or anything, I just started thinking of things that I was grateful for. And it helped me get out of the doldrums. It helped me get off of my rear end and actually be grateful for life again. And sometimes you start with the silliest little things like, I'm grateful I've got shoes to wear. It doesn't matter. It can be any simple little thing. But once you start going on a gratitude list, and I don't mean just five things, make a list of 100. Once you get to 30 or 40 on that list, you get past the little things. You get into the deeper important things in your life that you're grateful for. First, I think it's important to think, what is our motive for gratitude? Sometimes we give something in order to receive something back. And that's really not the best motive for being grateful. It's not a tit-for-tat sort of a thing. Gratitude is really a way to praise God. And I think that's probably one of the most important motives is just to praise God. And the other thing I've come to realize about gratitude is that gratitude is not just some generic attitude. It is connecting the blessing or the lesson or the experience that you've had to its source. So when you thank someone, say your dad gave you a gift, you say, thank you, dad. When God does something nice for you, you say, thank you, God. You're acknowledging where the blessing came from. When we trace it all back to God, we're really acknowledging that God is the one who has given us the blessing or taught us the lesson or whatever it might be. 
It's interesting in the book of James, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's the King James, James 1.17. Every good thing that comes in your life, you can trace it all the way back to God. And I think that increases our level of gratitude because we realize how much God cares for us. Anyway, I found that really helpful to just keep tracing back to its ultimate source, which is God. So let's talk about how we can take gratitude to a deeper level. I had a really interesting experience one time years ago. I was living in New York City up in the Bronx, and so every day I would take the subway to work. It took about 30, 40 minutes to get to work. And one morning I was thinking, I'm just going to be grateful for everything I see. And so I was waiting for the subway, and I was grateful for the signs in the subway stop, and I was grateful for all the people that were waiting there, and I was grateful for the signals that showed me when the subway was coming. When the subway came, I was grateful for the doors that opened and shut at the right times, and the windows that we could see out, and the seats, and the the things to hold on to on the subway if you had to stand. Every little thing, I was grateful for the birds and the clouds and on and on. Everything I see, I was expressing gratitude for. Then it occurred to me not just to express gratitude for the things themselves, but the ideas behind the things. Like, I was grateful for the idea of a door that opens up your thinking to let in good ideas. You can shut the door in your thinking to keep bad thoughts out. I sort of spiritualized all these things and was grateful for the idea behind it. And that took my gratitude to a whole nother level, and I did that the whole time on the way down to work that day. I have rarely had such a spiritually inspired day as I did that day. I just felt like I was floating on air because I was getting down to the deep essence of what I was being grateful for. Anyway, so give that a try sometime. You might experiment. Another way to do that is when you see something you're grateful for. Let's take a simple example like your shirt. Okay, be grateful for the idea of a shirt. Sometime thousands of years ago, whenever it may have been, someone came up with the idea, oh, we could somehow make this fabric. Maybe it started with animal skins. Then someone had the idea, well, we can weave this fabric out of wool. And then they made it out of plants, out of cotton. And it's developed over centuries and millennia to the fabric that we have now to make our clothes out of. So Think of all those people. You can be grateful all the way back in time for all that process, that procession of ideas that has brought us to where we are now. You can be grateful for all the people that have been associated with making the fabric that your shirt is made out of. You can be grateful for the people who created the machines that wove the fabric. The possibilities are pretty much endless. I'm wanting you to see the infinite layers of things that we can be grateful for. We take so many things for granted, and we just shouldn't do that. Even on the smallest little things in our life, we can see so much to be grateful for. Now, we don't want to ignore the big things either because those are significant as well. But when you appreciate the tiniest little things, sometimes it's just the way the sunlight reflects off of a raindrop on a leaf on the tree. You can be overcome with gratitude for that. It's a tiny little nugget of God's beauty. Be grateful for it. Notice it. Usually when we're grateful, we think of all the blessings we've had and the things that have worked out the way we wanted them to, and it's right to be grateful for those things. 
But sometimes things don't go the way we want. And I've had a lot of people say, well, it's hard for me to be grateful when my life is such a mess and I didn't get that job or I've got a terrible sickness or somebody just died in my family. Whatever it might be, there's always a challenge that we're facing. Sometimes we get more than one challenge at a time and it's hard to find something to be grateful for when it seems like all this stuff is just pouring down on us. But we can take a lesson from Jesus, as always. He had been preaching and he had been sharing his message. He had a very interesting prayer. Okay, so this is from Matthew 11, verse 25. This is from the English Standard Version. Jesus said, quote, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. I've always read that verse and I think, oh, Jesus was being grateful that the regular guy on the street was receptive to what he had to say. He was so grateful for for receptivity whenever he saw it. But I suddenly realized that he was also thanking God that God had hidden his message from the wise in understanding. The King James says the wise and prudent, the sort of the intellectually brilliant people or the people that thought they were so smart. Jesus said, thank you, God, for hiding it from them. Why would Jesus thank God for somebody not understanding his message? Well, I got to thinking about that. And, you know, what if those intellectual, brilliant people like the Pharisees who were used to getting their own way and thought they were so smart and better than anyone else, what if they actually heard Jesus's message and accepted it? They'd get in there and through their human willpower and their force of character, they'd probably try to make things happen and think, oh, we can do this better than Jesus. We're going to organize this situation. We're going to make this happen. We're going to make that happen. They weren't really ready. Their mind might have accepted something Jesus said, but their heart didn't understand the spirit of it. And so Jesus didn't want them on his team. He didn't want them to be part of his effort because they didn't get the spirit of what he said. So he was thanking God for keeping it from those people. If there's a situation in your life where people just don't get you, maybe you have a growing sense of purpose in your life to do something and people don't understand it. Well, be grateful that they don't understand it. Someone will. We want it to be our family. We want it to be our close friends, but it's not always. That's okay. You can thank God that he's hidden it from those people that he hid it from because they weren't ready to help you or support you. And you can thank God for the ones that are ready to receive it and can help and support you. To me, that's an example of when things don't go the way we want them to, we can still thank God for what's going on because there is a blessing that's bigger than what you or I could have imagined. There's a really supreme example of this in a book I read many years ago, and and you may have read this book already. It's called The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. In this book, Corey tells about her experiences in a German prisoner of war camp in World War II. She was in Holland. If you haven't read the book, I recommend it very highly. I'll put a a link to it on the show notes page. Corey and her sister Betsy are in a prisoner of war camp, and the conditions are absolutely miserable, and they get the news that they're going to be transferred to a different prisoner of war camp. And they and all the other prisoners at first are excited. They think, oh, maybe it won't be so bad as this one. Well, they get there and it's just as bad. Everything's just as bad. In fact, when they get back into where they're going to be sleeping, it's even worse because the beds all have lice in them. 
Corey, who's writing the book and telling the story, is pretty exasperated. She's fed up. She basically complains to God that, you know, why did he let this happen? And things are worse than they ever were. And her sister, Betsy, dear Betsy, says, well, the Bible says that we have to thank God for everything. So we have to thank God for these lies. And Corey says, you are absolutely crazy. I'm paraphrasing this. I don't know exactly how it's worded in the book, but Corey is not happy with that idea of thanking God for the lice. That's the last thing that she wants to do. But her sister Betsy insists, and there's that wonderful verse in Ephesians 5.20 that says, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So they had a little prayer and they thanked God for the lice. Well, the interesting thing is that because of the lice in their beds, the German guards would not come back into their area of the prison. And that gave them freedom to conduct their Bible studies unopposed. And they were able to help so many people. The guards in the previous prison had always tried to prevent that. They weren't supposed to be doing that. Betsy was right. They thanked God for the lice. And it was because of the lice that they were able to share the gospel more freely. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I know I have some challenges. There's always something going on. But it's often through the challenges or the things that we don't really want to happen that God brings a blessing. I know it may seem counterintuitive, but thank God for the challenges in your life. Thank God for the the tough situations. Now, just to be clear, God does not send us the problems or the challenges, but he's always there to help us solve the problems and work through the challenges. And actually, these challenges or the problems we have are just opportunities to get to know God better and trust him more. And when we do that, that's what brings the blessings. Because when you have a challenge, when you're struggling with something, what does it do? It causes you to turn to God for help more. You quit relying on yourself. You quit relying on somebody else. You quit relying on your bank account. You quit relying on your position and your name and your prestige. And you realize, God, you're the only one that can help me. I'm going to have to totally rely on you. And when we face those challenges, that's what it forces to do. So you can be grateful for the challenges and the struggles that come up in your life. Now, there's another part of being grateful that I want to talk about, and that is usually we think, okay, after something happens and I've got what I want, then I have to say, thank you, God, or thank you, mom and dad, or whatever. It's a post-event activity. It's also important to thank God before something happens, because that's very powerful. As I said, gratitude is like an open door. When you open the door of your heart to God's future blessings, you're opening the door now, and more blessings are likely to come in. Jesus actually practiced this idea of gratitude when he was feeding the 5,000 and the 7,000. The Bible says in several of the Gospels that when he took the few little loaves of bread and the few little fishes that he had, he blessed them and he thanked God. He gave thanks for what he had. It seems so paltry, such a tiny little amount to feed so many people. But he thanked God for what he had, the little bit he had, before the fish and the bread were multiplied. The same thing happened when he went to see the tomb of Lazarus. His friend Lazarus had died. He got word. When he arrived, Lazarus had been dead four days and was in the grave. There was a lot of weeping and wailing and everything. Jesus knew all along what he was going to do. So he goes up and he says, take the stone away. And everybody's going, oh my gosh, you're crazy. But they do. They're obedient. They take the stone away. 
And then he has a little prayer, and he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear my prayer. It's from John chapter 11. I'll put that in the show notes. Jesus was thanking God beforehand, before he raised Lazarus from the dead. He thanked him ahead of time. That is powerful. It conveyed a sense of expectancy. It conveyed a sense of trust and of love. Jesus understood his relationship with the Father, that he could put that kind of trust in him. And so that's a powerful example for us. Think of your relationship with the Father. Your relationship with God is powerful. When you have that trusting relationship, you can thank him beforehand. On Thanksgiving Day, our church always has a a Thanksgiving Day service. And there's an opportunity for anyone there to stand up and share what they're grateful for. And so everybody was standing up and thanking God for, you know, all the blessings and the lessons learned during the year. I stood up and said the same thing. And I had a lot to be grateful for that year. I had had some healings. I'd had some things work out. I'd had, I don't even remember what all, but I had a lot to be grateful for. But it suddenly hit me. I just said it out loud. It kind of came out of my mouth. Thank you, God, for all the blessings you haven't even given me. Thank you for all the times that you're going to heal me and help me and guide me and protect me in the future. Those problems haven't even come up yet, but I'm going to thank you now for being there for me and helping me in whatever way I need to be helped. There's another thing I hope you'll do is thank God now for all the things in the future, 10, 20, 30 years from now, however far away or tomorrow that he's going to solve that problem for you because that's what he does. And you can trust him and you can rely on him for that. Go ahead and give gratitude now. That's a powerful, powerful prayer. So now I want to talk about how to put your gratitude into action. There's a wonderful story in the Bible where Jesus is at Simon the leper's house for a meal. And a woman comes in and takes a very expensive box of ointment and she anoints his head with oil. People are absolutely aghast because this box of ointment, it says, costs 300 denarii. One denarius is a day's wage for a laborer. So that was 300 days of labor. Just to kind of give you an idea, let's say at $15 an hour for an eight-hour day, that's $120 a day times 300, that's $36,000 for that little box of ointment that she put on Jesus' head. No wonder the people there were going, oh my gosh, we could have used that money to pay for all kinds of things for the poor, for people that needed it. And it's all wasted on this one little box of ointment on Jesus's head. And he said, look, she's doing a blessing for me. And wherever you tell the gospel, you need to share this story about her because she's doing something wonderful for me. The thing that hits me about that is she was expressing her gratitude, not with words, but with actions. How grateful are you to Jesus for what he's done in your life? How grateful are you to God for the blessings he's given you? How grateful are you when your family and friends do something nice for you? How are you going to show that gratitude? This woman had no qualms about spending 36000 whatever, we don't know exactly, but an equivalent of $36,000 to anoint Jesus' head. That's a lot of gratitude. She must have been totally changed from the inside out to want to do something so nice for him. I'll ask again, how will you put your gratitude into action? I I have to ask myself that question. One little tiny way is I clean the dishes. After my wife makes dinner, she will cook fabulous meals, and I always clean the dishes. 
it's the least I can do. And every pot and pan in the kitchen is dirty because she's made some new elaborate recipe. And I'll say, don't worry, use another pot, use another spatula. I don't care. I don't just say, well, thank you very much. That was a nice dinner. And then go off and and read my book. I'm expressing my gratitude by cleaning up. Now, that's a tiny example. A lot of people today like to, you've heard the phrase, pay it forward. Somebody's done something nice for them, and so they, instead of doing something nice back for that person, they'll do it to some other person that they don't even know. Um, you know, they'll pay for somebody's gas, or they'll pay for the next person's groceries. Or I heard of a guy one time that paid for the next five people in the drive through line at McDonald's. I mean, there are all kinds of ways to express your gratitude for the blessings that you have so that you can bless others. I'd love to hear how you put your gratitude into action because it's not enough to just say the words. We have to feel that spirit of gratitude in our heart, but when we really feel that, then we want to do something nice for someone else. And sometimes it may be the person that's done something nice to you because they probably need something as well. Everybody needs to feel loved. Everyone needs to feel cared for. But maybe there's some stranger that you haven't even met yet that God will put in your path that you can just express the gratitude. So I have found it really helpful to write down the things I'm grateful for. I know people that make a practice of, in the morning, they always write down three things they're grateful for. A lot of people talk about this. This is not a new idea. But I encourage you in some way to write down or or share with someone what you're grateful for every day. My wife and I, before we go to bed every night, we each say at least three things we're grateful for that during that day. It could be something small or big. It doesn't matter. I know people that do that first thing in the morning. It's a wonderful practice. I encourage you to find the gratitude practice that works best for you. It's so important to thank God for all the blessings, past, present, and future, that he is giving us. So I have to ask myself, what am I grateful for? And I hope you'll ask yourself that too. What are you really grateful for? For myself, you know, I start with my home and my family, the way God has provided for us in so many ways, regardless of what's in the bank account, regardless of what jobs I might have at the time or or positions or lack thereof. God has always provided for us in amazing ways. I am beyond words grateful for Jesus and everything he did for us. And I guess the only way to really express gratitude to him is to follow his example, do what he told us to do and live our lives the way he wanted us to. I'm grateful for the healings I've had over the years. Uh, Some pretty impressive things in our family. There have been some physical healings where it was clearly nothing but God that was the healing power in those cases. I'm really grateful for the spiritual growth that I've had this past year and over many years. I look back two or three years ago, and especially like 20 or 30 years ago, oh my gosh, I'm a completely different person. A lot of me is the same, but I'm so much better. Just ask my wife. I'm so much less self-righteous and judgmental. I have a much more loving heart for all mankind. I feel so on fire to share the gospel with people. So how do I put all this gratitude into action? How do I pay it forward? One thing I do every week, I go out to the Danbury, Connecticut Federal Correctional Institution, and I do Bible studies in the prison. I've been doing that for over 11 years now, and it's one of the most rewarding parts of my week because I'm actually helping people. Another way I'm putting my gratitude into action is through my blog and now this podcast. People have really been helped. They've been provoked to think in new, fresh ways about God and how to pray and have had healings. I'm really, really grateful for that. Those are just a few of the ways I put my gratitude into action. And I hope you'll share some of your experiences on the show notes page in the comments section. 
This is episode number seven, so if you go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash zero zero seven, you'll find the show notes, and down at the bottom you can leave a leave a comment or a question. I'd love to know what you're grateful for and how you're putting your gratitude into action. I want to thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you, and I will continue to express gratitude for you being here. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, I hope you'll subscribe and share it with a friend. We all need this, this attitude of gratitude. It's not just a one-time thing. It's, it's a way of thinking. It's a mindset. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I'm at The Bible Speaks to You. And with that, I'm going to close with a verse from 1 Thessalonians. It says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God wants us to be grateful. So let's go for it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I'll see you next week. God bless. God bless.